Is it on? Welcome to the Shant Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Alright everybody, welcome into a new edition of the Shant Show. Uh, we come to you before the Georgia State trip. This is Coastal Carolina kicking off a three-game road trip. They're away from Brooks Stadium for about a month, and they couldn't have started it against a worse opponent, honestly. This Georgia Southern team is hit or miss on the defensive side of the ball. We'll get into that. Their offense is pretty phenomenal. It's it's clicking at all cel- on all cylinders underneath Clay Helton this season. Um, Davis Brin will mention a lot. Their uh, quarterback who was a transfer in from Tulsa is playing really well this season. Um, Their wide receiver core is good. They're spreading the ball out to a lot of guys. So there's not really a standout player in that, that room, but they're all talented enough to cause coastal headaches. Um, They've got a decent enough offensive line that they're, they're holding things together. And uh, you know, I just coming off of that Georgia state loss, I still feel in a daze a little bit about where coastal is, what coastal is, how good of a team this is. And I don't think that Saturday night on the NFL network is the best place to showcase where coastal is. We're without Mario tonight. So I'll turn it over to Josh here. What are your initial thoughts about this matchup heading into it? Kind of similar, similar to you. It's not ideal that, we have to play Georgia Southern on the road right after getting smacked on Thursday night. Georgia Southern, that environment will be rocking. They're trying to send an attendance record. I think they probably will. They don't like us because we're the new kids and we've been talking shit. And now we fell off for – they would love nothing more than to bury us in the Sun Belt standings. And they're going to let us know all week if we do that. So not an ideal spot. The offense, I'm very – I'm intrigued to see our defense hasn't played an offense like this or probably an offense as well put together as them either. It, it's – I mean, it's similar to what they did last year. This is what they like to do. They go get a transfer quarterback that gets the ball out quick. They did that with Van Trees last year, and it works. So it's going to be a very tough game. We've never seen – we've seen Tim Beck and the guys in this new coaching staff come off a loss – but that was kind of a built-in loss. You were allowed to lose that game. It was acceptable. That was not the case last Thursday. So all eyes will be to see how they respond. We haven't gotten a chance to see that yet. And I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't really nervous. Yeah, I think that's fair. And and the other thing I want to say is you were allowed to lose to UCLA, and you did. It's not that you weren't allowed to lose to Georgia State. That was a game that we had always said was a tricky one. It was that you got thoroughly dominated. There were parts of the game against UCLA where I felt that Coastal Carolina was the better football team. Not for one microsecond did I think Coastal was the better team against Georgia State. So, I don't know. It, it's tough. This is this is a really big task for Tim Beck and his staff. Jordan, do you think that they'll have the guys ready to go Saturday night? I mean, national TV's got to help being on the NFL Network, but... What do you think? How, how, how is that team speech going to have to go in order to get the guys right? I think it, it has to go like this. It's got to go, everyone do your job. And I think that's what everybody has to do. I think everybody has to come together. Everybody's got to come willing to, to come ready to play because we all know Georgia Southern is going to come ready to play. 
the offense looks explosive. The defense on their side of the ball has been pretty good through four games this year. And like Josh mentioned, they're trying to set an attendance record. So they're going to have their fans on on their side of, of this game. And like you said, you just mentioned the NFL Network. This is the second consecutive week we're going to be on major network. Um, and it's going to be all around the you know, country. Everybody's going to be tuned in watching. So I think Tim Beck's going to have the boys ready. We've seen how they look coming off of a loss like Josh mentioned. They seem pretty upset at their um, – after the UCLA, UCLA loss, I can only imagine how they felt after losing to Georgia State last week. So I think they'll be ready. This will be a good game. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it, how they how they fare with adversity because they face adversity sometimes during these games that they played through four games. And sometimes they play well and sometimes they haven't. So I want to see how they respond to it. And, and what better way to do that on Saturday night on NFL Network? I think that the boys will be ready. I hope that they'll come out ready to play. I hope everyone comes ready to do what they need to do to come out of Statesboro with a win. I really do. Yeah, I I don't envy the position that Tim Beck is in right now. You know, he's the new coach with new faces, and you're already having doubts. Um, Not that he's going to be fired, not that he's not the right guy, but from those players in that room – the the bar was set very, very high by the Chadwell regime in terms of winning and the expectations for winning. And I don't envy the position that, that Tim Beck is in to try and rally those guys as a new person, as a new face in that room, especially when you're up against a Georgia Southern team that really is clicking on all cylinders. I mean, they blew out Citadel 34 to nothing. They, they, were in a tough game against UAB where they put up 49. They were tied with Wisconsin at halftime at Wisconsin, and then Wisconsin pulled away a, a little bit late. Um, and then last week, 40-3 to three over Ball State. This is a team that that is really moving and, and really moving the ball very well. Before we get into uh, individual players from Georgia Southern, we need to keep an eye on. Josh, you had a point to add here. Yeah, like you said, I think you put it perfect. I do not envy the position that Tim Beck is in. And the the expectations were absurd for a first-year head coach. If you look at Coastal's, so he's fourth head coach in Coastal Carolina history. In the best somebody ever did, either one of those three guys in their first season was five and seven. And Chadwell went three and nine in his first season as the full-time head coach. So it's the expectations are absurd for a first-year head coach. I mean, shit. Clay Helton, who's the Georgia Southern head coach, came in from USC last year, and he only won like six games. So it's super tough to do, but I think it's a sign that the fans care. They think that losing is unacceptable, and they won't accept nothing less, which is better than them not caring at all like they did a couple years ago. So I don't envy it. And But, yeah, on that, it kind of feels like this game is like – the biggest game we've had in a long time in terms of you can't win your season this year, but you can effectively kiss half of, or if not more than the goals that we want to achieve this season away this week, if you lose. Oh yeah. I mean, you already are relying on Georgia state losing two games in order to win the East. If you lose this game, now you need Georgia Southern to lose two games and Georgia state to lose three, to lose three. Yep. So like, 
you are putting yourself mathematically in one hell of a spot to no longer be even in contention for the East. And that's without taking App State into a, into account. That's without taking, you know, I know they don't count towards the championship, but James Madison is a very good team, right? They're going to kick your butt if you're not ready. And if, if this team goes into the last week of the season with themselves already mathematically eliminated, you can chalk that up as a loss too. That's, that's a very good team. So if you want your games to not be garbage and not be meaningless, you have to win this one. You don't have a choice. And in order for goes to, to win this one, they have to stop specific players on Georgia Southern. Top of that, we mentioned him already, is uh, is is Davis Brin, uh, quarterback, uh, Tulsa transfer. Um, he already is, is basically at 2,000 yards passing through four weeks. Um, he has insane numbers. The numbers that that matter most for Coastal Carolina, though, is his touchdown to interception ratio. Nine touchdowns, which when you're putting up that many yards, you would expect to be, you know, (laughs) a lot more touchdowns. But I I don't know. Nine nine touchdowns seems like a lot, and 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 I don't. I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. I'm not worried about him scoring touchdowns as much as I am about him dominating the game like Darren Granger did. Um, And one of the ways that Coastal can help themselves and have them, you know, stop that from happening is by taking advantage of his, his tendency to turn the ball over already four weeks in seven interceptions, almost averaging two a game. That's a lot. And this defense, you know, we've always talked about how Coastal Carolina was opportunistic and bad. Then last year, they were just bad. And now this year, they're good, but not opportunistic, right? Georgia State had three fumbles that Coastal Carolina didn't recover a single one of. This is a game that you're going to have to bring back that opportunistic nature in order to have a chance. Josh, do you think Coastal Carolina's defense can do that? Do you think they can slow down this Georgia Southern offense? And do you think they're going to have to rely on turnovers to do that? Or do you think they're talented enough to do it on their own without them? I think the talent is definitely there. They had Juan Powell in for the press conference today. He's a guy that stepped up at the linebacker. Like, we're loaded at linebacker slash safety. I mean, we have, like, 10 guys that literally rotate in all game. Like, they play everybody. We'll be, we'll be fresh. But I worry about the style of offense in the fact that, that one of the high points that we've seen over the first, first couple of games is our pass rush. And the pass rush is basically going to be – canceled out because they're going to get the ball out in three seconds every play. The The way that we win this game is they, they like to run on first down still, but then second and third, they're just going. So we have to get a stop on, on first down. And we want to, if we get them in third and third and middles to third and longs, then the pass rush becomes effective. Then they're waiting a little longer. Then they're trying to make a play. Then he throws picks. And oh, that's what's happened so far this season. Third and long, he's not good. Third and middle, he's not good. But third and short, you can chalk it up and they'll go for it on fourth. So I think we have a lot of guys in the secondary are going to have to step up and make plays. And I think that they can, and we've seen it before. Uh, this this feels like it needs to be like a Clayton Isbell game or a Matthew McDoom, no better time for your first interception. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I do want to make a quick correction. I misread the amount of yards he has. Uh, he has 1,300. I, I, For some reason in my head, that I thought that was an 1,800. It's still a heck of a lot of yards. <laughs> and 
The almost more impressive stat is that he is completing nearly 73% of his passes. So not only is he getting a lot of yardage, he's getting a lot of them um, by hitting quick passes that are easy to complete that are going to boost those numbers. And then he's got a lot of receivers that, that have good yak numbers. Um, so that's, that's something to watch out for, but I agree. I think that coastal Carolina has the talent that they don't need to rely on turnovers, but I think getting one or two of them would really help. Clayton Isbell is a great shout at that. He had three against UCLA and then for the next three weeks kind of disappeared. In fact, I don't remember hearing his name on any of the broadcasts for any of those three games. So that's a guy that I'd like to see get back to that form and get back to causing a lot of chaos in the secondary. And this is a perfect game for him to do that. Jordan, Georgia Southern isn't going to run the ball a whole lot there. Their leading rusher has a little bit under 300 yards and he's really the only rusher they have. Are you worried that Coastal Carolina will be the, the team that Georgia Southern starts to run the ball against? Um, or do you think that Coastal Carolina needs to focus almost exclusively on stopping Davis Brin? I mean, based on last week's performance, I think you need to be on high alert for both the pass and the run. Listen, we all we all seen his highlights with Brim. He he can flat out throw that football. And not only that, he's athletic enough that if he needs to get, like Josh mentioned, a third and short, he can run and get the first down. So we need to be alert on that. And not only that, but just on the rush as well, because we did not look good on the rush defense last week. Um, there were a lot of carries that Carroll had for Georgia State where he was getting six, seven, eight yards, and Granger was getting about as many as those yards as well last week. So I think that we need to be alert on both the run and the pass. Um, these guys are not three and one by coincidence. These guys have definitely played pretty well on both sides of the football. and. I think the defense is going to have to tell the tell of the tape. We're going to have to see how good defense we've had. I mean, we've been playing. I would give the defense a lot of credit through four weeks. We have done our job on defense. I just think that when it's come to us being offensively, we've had a lot of struggle on the offensive side of the ball. They've been trying to hold the, hold the weight down by giving us an opportunity to get the ball into the end zone. We just haven't executed on the offensive side of the ball. So I think that if we can do that this week, if they can keep doing what they're doing and get us the ball and we take advantage of the turnovers, like you mentioned, get some turnovers, get some sacks, some three and outs, keep them off the football field and we score, we'll have a chance of winning this football game. Yeah, uh, I'm going to use that as a pretty, pretty damn good transition to switch to the other side of the ball. This is a Georgia Southern defensive line that doesn't really scare me even a little bit. They have seven sacks on the season, so one and a you know, one and some change per game. Their leading sack getter has one. Um, their leading, um, their their interceptions leader only has one. Um, this is a defense that that you know they have a shutout and a three point performance under their belt, so they're playing well in terms of keeping um, teams off the board. But against the two better opponents that Georgia Southern has played, they've given up thirty five to both in UAB and. and Wisconsin I think that this is a defense that Coastal Carolina can take advantage of because I I don't trust our offensive line to to beat you know, um, Conway's sixth grade team let alone 
Georgia Southern, but I think that this is a game where they can at least be competent. I don't think that there's any troublemakers on that defense, and I think this is a game where you finally give Grayson McCall the time that he needs to be the player that we know he can be. This has been a super disappointing season for Grayson McCall, and I think a lot of that can be tracked back to the fact that we have zero running game. We have, you know, guys in his face after half a second, and, you know, he can't be the Sunbelt player of the year without a little bit of time to think, you know. He basically gets to say hike and then hope that he doesn't die. That's that's his plan every every play is just hope that this isn't, you know, the, the career-ending sack because he knows he's getting hit every play. Josh, he really looked out of sorts Thursday night. Do you think this is a chance for 10 to, to get back to the form that we know he can uh, can get to and has been at for the last three years? Yeah, he needs it bad because, you know, those thoughts are, especially if we lose this game and you're basically eliminated from the Sunbelt Championship, the thoughts of why did I come back? Was this the right decision? What am I doing? What is like, what does the legacy look like here? This is the most needed spot ever for a 350 yard four total touchdown game. And like we've said, I'd love for him to get back with it on the running side as well. But that, I mean, that's not in his control. He can scramble, but if they're not going to give him design runs or get him in play action bootlegs, but then again, that all gets set up with the running game. So I think that Grace McCall's best friend is if the running game starts going, and then that's what's worked so well the past couple of years. Run, run, boom, 18 yards. Run, run, 20 yards. And then you take the deep shot. We can't throw deep because the offensive line sucks. And the way for it to to get really opened up is play action. So I think this is a game that he needs it. I'll bet on 10 because I've never been led wrong in that direction. This is where he needs to step up. This is where he needs to show why he came back. And shit, if he has to do everything in this game, I know Tim Beck was talking earlier this week about he needs to stop trying to do everything, but in order to win this game, that might be what it takes. But until he shows me wrong, I'm going to bet on 10, and I'm going to say he has a huge week this week. I think the other thing that's going to help him is for the first time in what feels like 20 years, it's not going to be pouring down rain when we play Georgia Southern. Um, Current forecast as of this recording, it's supposed to be about 80 degrees and and partly cloudy. Um, so, So I think that'll help. Again, for the first time in about 20 years, we're not playing this game in a downpour every year. It feels like Georgia Southern is one that rains regardless of where it's played. So that'll help a little bit. Jordan, this is a chance for Coastal as a team to bounce back. Are you looking at any particular player, offense or defense, to really right the ship and establish themselves as, hey, this is the season that I'm going to have rather than the season that I've shown you through the first uh, four weeks of the season? I mean, you mentioned it. I mean, you know, if it was ever a time for Grayson to have a game, man, we sure wouldn't need it this week. But outside of Grayson, I will say um, Sam Pinckney, he's been playing great uh, some games and some games not so much. But if it was ever a time for him to go off, man, it would definitely be this week on a big platform NFL Network. On the defensive side, um, I'm going to need somebody on the defensive line to just Go off, man. We we haven't had a chance. I don't think I don't I, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but man, we haven't had a sack. 
I don't think in a in a while. We didn't I don't even think we got the Granger last week, not one time. So that's not like us. Um I, I'm looking for somebody on the defensive line to step up. Um we just gotta try to figure out a way to get pressure on the quarterback. And I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm looking at the highlights of uh Georgia Southern right now, and their offensive line looks pretty darn good. So if if it was ever a time to to make a statement and to establish yourself as the better line, I think our defensive line needs to step up in a big, huge way. But Sam Pinkney, I'm looking for him to definitely step up as well. I mean, we gotta we gotta figure out a way to try to get some wins, man. And if we lose this game, you guys have mentioned it, we can go ahead and kiss our chances at a Sun Belt title championship goodbye. So I'm looking for those two main keys of the game. See if they can do that next week, this week coming up. Yeah, this this game is especially the more that we talk about it in the current situation that our team is in. This game is massive. You talk about the Sun Belt standings and the implications it has for it, and then not not to look ahead, but after this, you got the App State game, which. Wherever you are, both teams are zero and zero, so the record doesn't matter. Like, I fully believe that we could lose this week and then flukily put it together just because they care so much. And it'd be really nice for that to be the second win in a season that still has hope than to tie it back up at three and three. So that game is going to be close no matter what. You got to get this win. You get this win and you look decent, all the talking stops. All the hype goes to App State. You have a bye week. If we win this game, that bye week will be incredible. Vibes will be high. But if we lose this week, that's another week for the, the doubts to start creeping in, the people to talk, the, the confidence to drop. This, with the bye week following it, is just such a massive game that we have to take play-by-play. Play. And now the more I think about it, I don't care how we win it. We just have to get a W. That's the only stat that matters. Uh, you beat me to it. I think we're going to head into stat that matters. So we're not joined by Mario, but uh, I will read out. He texted in the group chat. Uh, I, I'll give you his stat that matters and and his prediction. Uh, uh, Davis Brin under 60% completion uh, and at least two turnovers. And he thinks Coastal Carolina walks away with a win uh, 25 to 23. Jordan, I'll come to you first. Give me your stat that matters and then finish it up with a prediction. Sam Pinckney needs to have two touchdowns. I think that's fair. I think he can get it. And I'm going to say the final score, 37-30. Coastal gets the win in Statesboro. Josh, your stat that matters and a prediction. As Tim Beck, the man himself, said, when I go to sleep at night and I say my prayers – I just pray they leave Jared Brown in one-on-one coverage. That's my stat. I said it last week. We didn't even come close, and that's why we lost. Got to get this man 120 total yards and a touchdown. If we do that, we'll win because likely it's a 60- or 70-yard touchdown that he's rattling off, and then the momentum is ours. He's got to have a big game. We've got to get him the ball in space. That's one thing Georgia Southern does so well is get their playmakers the ball in space. Hopefully we pick some of that up while watching film of them and put it in our own damn offense. Get JB1 for the, the ball and let him cook. Take the pressure off everybody else. That man is ridiculously athletic and fast. Let him make the plays. You don't have to do it all. Just get him the ball and let him run. So I'm going Jared Brown, 120 total yards and a touchdown is my stat that matters. And score, 
I'll go 30, 30 to 27 Coastal Carolina. We don't predict losses on here much, and this is their chance to, to prove me right or it's going to get real bad. So I think it's a tight game. I think it's kind of ugly, a lot of turnovers. And I think Liam Gray steps in and hits a 40-yard field goal for the win. I think he has a bounce-back week, and we're going to need him too. Fair enough. I'm going to go with a stat that I think is is super important for this offense and super important for this team. I think Coastal Carolina needs to average at least three and a half yards per rush. You think about the math on that, that's not very much, but what it means is if you run on first, second, and third down, you get a first down, right? Three and a half, seven, ten and a half, first down. And Coastal Carolina hasn't had that all season. They haven't been able to run the ball effectively, and they haven't been able to run the ball consistently. We saw against Georgia State that two running back formation worked, and it worked for a drive, and then we abandoned it. I still don't understand that, but at least we saw that the run game could work. They had to get creative with it, but it could work. And I think if you're going to beat Georgia Southern, they're going to throw the ball. They're going to keep the ball moving. They're going to keep the ball um, pushing up the field. You've got to give your defense a break and the ability to run the ball and not have so many quick three and outs like we did against Georgia state is really going to matter. So that's, that's my stat that matters is three and a half yards per rush on average for coastal score prediction. Um, of anyone on this podcast, I'm the one most likely to predict a loss. I've done it a couple of times, and I've been right a couple of times. I think if Coastal Carolina loses this game, they're fighting an uphill battle to get back to 500 for the rest of the season. Um, I think this is the measuring stick game. As much as we thought UCLA was, as much as we thought Georgia State was, this is a game that determines the rest of your season. Honestly, you lose this game, and Coastal will be lucky to finish six and six because I just don't believe that they're better than than four other teams on their schedule. Um, I don't think Coastal pulls it off though. I think that the home field advantage is too much for Georgia Southern. I think that Coastal Carolina's defense is good but not opportunistic, and they don't force the turnovers they need. And I don't think that this offensive line gets the running game going. I don't think that this is a copycat game of Georgia state where coastal Carolina does not look like a good football team and they are the second best team, the entire game. I think there will be moments where you'll think, yeah, coastal's got this coastal looks good, but come the end of the fourth quarter, I think Georgia Southern walks away as victors 35 to 28. Um, They just barely cover the six and a half that they are favored by. So uh, that's where I'm at, and I hate – you guys got to realize that I hate predicting that Coastal Carolina will lose. I'm a Coastal Carolina fan. I want Coastal Carolina to go 12-0 every season, but I just – I don't know that I believe in this team as much as I did three weeks ago and certainly not as much as I believed in them in the preseason. So we'll see. I, again, I hope beyond all hope that they prove me wrong, but – as of right now on, on Wednesday evening, that's just where I'm at with this one. So go ahead and sign us off there again, seven o'clock NFL network. Uh, if you can get down to Statesboro and eliminate at least a little bit of that home home field advantage, it'd be nice. But if you can't NFL network, seven o'clock, um, we will have a, a post game episode on Sunday as we always do. 
Um, keep an eye out for for posts on Twitter and on uh, Instagram. We're always super active on there. And and let us know your predictions and what you're looking forward to uh, to seeing out of Coastal Carolina and what could be their back um, their bounce back game. Excuse me. With that, I'll go ahead and sign us off. As always, Shanta, fire to the fellas.